it is rare that Fingers Malloy and I will light a cigar before the show begins and then forget to even start recording and be like, what is happening here? What is going on? We have walked by God of Fires numerous times, and it's all my fault because the Siri B, that God of Fire doesn't work for my palate at all or in any way. As a matter of fact, I find it to be an outrageously overrated cigar. There, I said it. Ouch. But it's just my palate. It's just me. But then we came across these Carlito 2019s with the Cameroon wrapper, the Churchill. Hi, Poppy. Damn, that's good. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Smoking the God of Fire by Carlito 2019 doing the Churchill, which if, as they size it, is a 7 by 48, which means it's 7 inches long. <laughs> Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And the ring gauge is a 48, the diameter of the cigar or how thick it is around. <laughs> Again, with the laughter, a 64 ring gauge is a full one inch around. So this would be considered much thinner, even by Churchill standards, which would traditionally be a 7 by 50. But when it's a smaller ring gauge, you're getting a better ratio of wrapper to binder and filler. Wrapper is where flavor is, and that's why we personally gravitate to them. For a lot of people, this cigar would be a little too dainty. Like a Panatella is too dainty, or a Lancero is too dainty. When you get into those 38 ring gauges, which is, of course, this is a 48, you can imagine how small that is. But fingers, we just lit this up. And the first words I used were cocoa gumminess. Yes. I've never said that about a cigar before. And I'm not even sure I know what that means. The, it's the, like, gu- the gumminess part, I don't... It's just it fully in, in enveloping the cheeks. There's a creaminess to go with the cocoa and almost a, thick, a thickness of the smoke in the mouth. And, man, I love that. Yeah. I love that feel. This is just beautiful right here. And it is that medium brown, and the wrapper's just got the right amount of oil. A Cameroon, which comes out of Africa, has like these little, people refer to it as toothy. It's almost got these like these little divots. Some people think of it as like a basket weave. Some people think of it as like goosebumps. And so it does a better job at trapping oils. That's the theory. But what it is, it's just, a, it has this wonderful mix of sweet and earth. Not to mean so much spice, but sweet and earth. And there is a little bit of spice undercurrent. You brought up earlier white pepper, and I think you might be right about that, but just a like a shtickle, like yeah. a shtickle <laughs> of, of white pepper. But my gosh, there's flavor coming all off this cigar. Yeah, for me, it's that creamy sweetness, a little bit of wood, and that that white pepper, but it's it's not by any means like a pepper bomb or anything. One thing I noticed right away, Tony, is... This cigar, even though it's a 48 ring gauge, it, it, it's heavier than I thought it was going to be at that 48 ring gauge. I thought it was going to be a little bit lighter. There's some heft to this stick. There is. It is a thin, thin stick, but it still feels like it's fully and completely put uh, together here, and it is. It's a beautiful construction. This one doesn't have much give to it, uh, and I do have a spot where the wrapper is, is a touch flaking off. But you can actually see, like right here, fingers, just the absolute beauty of that leaf. You see the full leaf, the veins coming off of it. It is gorgeous. Now, you want to 
enjoy the cigar. Get out your notebook. What did you eat today? What did you drink today? It's sunny but cold here in Indianapolis, Indiana. And then break that cigar down into thirds. First third, second third, and final third of the cigar. And what are the flavors that you're getting off of it? Now, this is a cigar, 7 by 48 would probably, someone would think, at least 90 minutes. And that's where I would be with it. I would tell you that you can pair the cigar with basically anything and be all right because it is in no way overwhelming. What it is is gloriously fulfilling. Absolutely. The the construction is there. Uh, I've sat mine down because I'm once again finding myself smoking it way too quickly, and I'll be through the first third in about 15 minutes if I keep this up. Uh, but uh, a lot of pleasant smoke. How easy is that draw, Tony? Perfect. Perfect. We, we did a straight cut on that because uh, there was no other reason to go anywhere else. It's not something I would want to uh, intensify. Simple. It, it has. I, I doubt that I'm going to need a touch-up on this thing. What I find interesting, as I was checking some reviews of this, Fingers, is people refer to this as a full cigar, like a full-bodied cigar. I'm curious as to what else it can bring, yeah. because right now I'm I'm nowhere near thinking that this is going uh, to be a, a full-bodied smoke. The Cameroon wrapper, Dominican in the binder and filler, the God of Fire by Carlito, 2019. And we're talking about Carlito. We're talking about Don Carlos. We're talking about Fuente, because that's the relationship uh, that that you that you have here in the creation of of these cigars. It is that. Uh, working with uh, the, the Fuentes to get, well, something unique and special. The question, Fingers Malloy, is this in your humidor at $30 a stick? Yes, great. <laughs> Look, we're in the first third. We're in the first third of the first third. Uh, so far, I'm very impressed. You know, we've gone over the construction. We've gone over uh, the great draw, the the, the feel in the hand. Uh the flavor profile hits the spot. We're looking at a 90-minute smoke. Is Am I buying a box of these? Probably not, if this well, continues. Well, that's one of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because $30 a stick, for me, that's you're, you're, you're getting into the special occasion price, uh, $30, $40 a stick. I would have a few of these in my humidor. I, I would actually uh, love to start my day with one of these with a, a cup of coffee. I, I think that this would pair wonderfully with coffee, and I think it would be a great way to spend 90 minutes on a nice spring morning sta- staring out uh, into the backyard. So I would have a few in there. And I, I take it you're saying I would buy six boxes. I'm going to buy a box right now. Look at you. It works. My God. I be- This is a great example. Because of what the, the Siri B did to my palate... I stayed away from them all. I stayed away from all of them. This is nothing like it, which is so amazing. It's why I love this world so incredibly much. The, the expressions that you can get out of the tobacco, what these blenders are able to think of and build is just glorious. So you take a cigar that, when I was in, I was in Houston a couple months ago and someone handed me one and I tried it, I couldn't finish it. Couldn't finish the Serie B. It just doesn't work for me in any way. If they had handed me this, I would have given them a kiss. I would have made a donation to their favorite charity, and I would have bought another one. 
$30 a stick? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's happening. So is, your, is your ideal pairing with this coffee, you think? I, I know you said you could pair it with almost anything, but... I, I love the coffee idea with, with this stick. I love the concept of that. I think I could go... I think I could really enjoy weeded bourbon. Like, if this thing does white pepper up a touch, mm-hmm. I think weeded bourbon, for me, would be an outrageously perfect choice. Outrageously perfect. But there's a part of me that also wonders if it does spice up, can I go with some rum? Ah, the Carlito got a fire 2019. It's a yes. It's a question as old as time, Fingers Malloy. Which came first, the cereal or the need for cereal? Well, clearly the need for cereal. No, you had the cereal and then people realized they needed it. No, it's the need for cereal. Hashtag science. Z drink smoke. Shouldn't say that while you're laughing. Hashtag science. <laughs> I'm Tony Katz, so that right there is Fingers Malloy. You're an idiot. <laughs> this show is so dumb. <laughs> we get paid, people. That's crazy. Can eating cereal before bed really help you sleep? It was a story over at the New York Post, and the idea is that um, th- that that cereal itself, just in general, a little snack before bed, Settles you and you can go to sleep. This is a little bit of a, of a, um, of a branding thing because the maker of Honey Bunches of Oats and Raisin Bran, that's post cereal, they released Sweet Dreams, a product line claiming to be, and I'm quoting here, the first ready to eat cereal designed to bolster bedtime routines while catering to nighttime snackers, but it also has sugar. So it's got an herbal blend of herbs. Vitamins and minerals, zinc, folic acid, B vitamins to promote natural melatonin production, according to a statement from the brand. Forget this branding thing. The question is, can a little snack, a little something before bed, is that the best way? Is that the best way to help you go to sleep? Yeah, Does that I, work? I actually have a, a cereal that I eat that specializes uh, in in bedtime rest. It's called. Uh, Honey bunches of six pack of beer. That's not. No, that's, that's not, not a cereal. Oh, uh, I think it's bad. You shouldn't be eating right before bed. Should you? I, it's all we've ever heard is you don't eat before going to bed. I just love, but I just love I, how I'm I'm giving people the advice out there of your your dietary habits. You should be listening to yeah, me. But this, I mean, no, no one's listening to you for a dietary <laughs> habit. But this is about habits. It's like people who look at their phone before going to bed have a harder time going to sleep because the blue light of the phone it, it, it messes with the brain. It just it just fiddles with the with the rhythms and it gets you off a cocktail crazy. There have been plenty of times where, like, a little spoon of peanut butter, all right, I, I, it satisfied the craving, and I can fall asleep within the craving window, okay. and then I'm good. And then I'm good. But if I eat, like, if I were to eat a bowl of cereal, I would need to digest. I, there's no way I could just fall asleep. But what kind of cereal? Do, because we've had this discussion before about some of the things that you go through when you eat certain things. Like, you, when you have a burger, you can't eat it with a bun, I, I mean, what kind of cereal Wait, can you I eat? I can with the, eat it with the bun, yeah. but I choose to enjoy myself afterwards, But I would, so I don't. I would think cereal would have a, a similar impact on you, whatever you have going yeah, but on. Yeah, it, but it's, it, it would be true of, of, of anything. 
right? I'm talking about really anything. We're, we're even past the cereal conversation because this is about these people trying to sell us their nighttime cereal that boosts natural melatonin, also contains sugar. Called Sweet Dreams. Called sweet, sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams are made of these folic acid and vitamin B. Really? That's what we, that's what we just did there. No, that's what you just <laughs> did there. And the rest of us listened and said, oh, you're precious. I don't know, ma'am. I think you got to be done at a certain time. That's, and I don't know if that's an age thing, but there comes a moment where I'm like, you know what? I've eaten for the day. Yeah. I'm done here. I'm finished. No, I think you really hit the nail on the head with if you're going to do something like that at the end of the night, it has to be a spoonful of something just to get rid of the craving instead of I'm going to have a bowl of a snack, whether it's cereal or, you know, popcorn or or ribs or ribs or brisket or Big Macs. Uh, There there has to be a time where you say feeding time's over for the day. And, and I just, I can't, there's no way for me to get sleep if I've had any level of meal. I need an hour. Yeah. I would need, I, so the idea of cereal and then going to sleep, or anything going to sleep, like, is is does, is that officially the sign of being older right there? No. When I you're think, like, you know what? Maybe just two pitted prunes. No. Maybe I, just two of those. I, I think it's more of a person who has much more self-control than say your co-host who right. thinks I got to go to bed in an hour you know what sounds good 15 pizza rolls well that does sound good Tostino's proud sponsor of eat drink smoke <laughs> oh if that was only true we Tostino should be here do you do you stop eating at a certain time no. I mean you've got a weird schedule yeah. you're a night owl dude right so, because some people stop and they do the intermittent fasting, where you say, "Okay, I only eat eight hours of the day, and then sixteen, eight and sixteen is twenty-four people. Uh, I don't eat." Do you do that? Uh, at I, all? I wish I could, but because of my schedule, my weekend hours are different than my weekday hours. When I had a much more normal schedule, I would try to inter- uh, intermittently fast, and it would be. You wait. Uh, could you say intermittently again? Intermittently. Thank you. Fast. And it would be a uh, more of a fourteen ten. A lot of people do sixteen eight. Uh, I need more feeding time, Tony. That's what I need. So, uh, so I so that's am, fourteen hours fast, ten hours yeah. of an eating window. I am on the regular at least twelve hours no eating. At least twelve. If I can do fourteen for a couple days in a row, I physically feel better. I feel it in everything I do, it, and, you, and you see it in the scale. It's unreal. And, it, and it's not that I'm specifically eating less at each meal. There are moments like I can like eat one thing for breakfast, and I'm fine all day. And there are other times where I need to constantly have food shoved in my mouth like I'm a cartoon character. But uh, there comes a moment where like, okay, I'm done for the day. And it works, and I can't figure out the metabolic process that's that's causing that to work, except for the fact that your body sometimes doesn't want to be spending all its time digesting food, you, you fatty. Wait, are you even allowed to say that anymore? Well, you were, to, you were talking to me. I know. Do I have to apologize to you? <laughs> no, I don't know what the I rules don't. are anymore. I, I'm, I'm not sensitive. Uh, but I will say ah. this. <laughs> I will say this. Sometimes I try to fool myself into believing that 
if I replace a midnight snack with something else that I think is healthier, I'm doing a good thing. Like, say, for instance, normally uh, having a bowl of Superman ice cream. If I throw that away and instead have a bowl of cereal, I feel like, oh, that sounds healthier. But at the end of the day, I'm fooling myself, right? It's like the people who eat salads and believe they're healthy. And what did they have it with? 14 gallons of blue cheese dressing. <laughs> Bacon. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's the, the, the fat content in salads. That's another thing. When I eat fats, I feel glorious. Yeah. More steak, more burgers in my life. You saw me. We were in D.C. together. Dinner every night, which was around 5 or 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I had a burger with fries. I had two meals a day that whole week. Felt felt like a million dollars. And you wouldn't even polish off your fries. Nope. Oh, wait. There I did. Oh, now, you did. I didn't know what was going on. It's like they were... It's not, they weren't breaded. I don't know what was happening, but they were like, these are really not good for you. I need more. I did finish them. Yeah. I did, but I didn't have the bread. I did not have the bread on the bun. The cornbread there is excellent. Is that right? Cornbread's good. Fingers Malloy and I uh, usually have a system, and uh, I, 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 have, I have broken our rules, and I have changed the system. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Malloy right there. Usually by this time we've done news of the week. Oh. But we were so busy talking about lighters, we forgot to do news of the week. So fingers Malloy. Yes. It's time for news of the week. Tony, you remember uh, a Your month ago mentioned- the what? She was a young American. Young American. Young American. She was a young American. All right. Do you remember Tony? When uh, we were talking about bureaucrats and uh, regulations about a month ago, how they were, the, the fine folks in Washington, D.C. were declaring war on gas stoves. Yes. Well, there was a war on gas war stoves. War on gas stoves. Well, why stop there when you're a federal regulator? Uh, President Biden's Department of Energy has proposed new efficiency standards for washing machines that require new appliances to use considerably less water, all in an effort to, quote, confront the global climate crisis. You cannot, cannot wash clothes without water. I believe I've said enough. (laughs) And with that bit of rational thought, we can go on to the next story. You don't want to talk more about how... The uh, argument here is not one of the climate, nor is it one of someone's politics. It is one of rational thinking. You cannot wash clothing without water. If you have to run the cycle twice, you have not saved any water. It's just like these toilets that you have to flush seven times (laughs) because maybe you had Taco Bell. It's ridiculous that it has to stop. The low-flow showers where you end up taking a half-hour shower instead of a five-minute shower because of you the You don't low pull flow. that thing right out? That little thing in the, in the shower oh, head? I, not at, at the hotel. When you go to a hotel and they have those low-flow shower heads. What hotels do you stay at that have a low-flow shower head? Oh, uh, well, uh, two weeks ago I stayed at the low-flow shower head inn, and I was surprised... 
that their showers <laughs> had low flow shower heads. You never had that happen before where you go into the shower I, and you're I like, I never I considered can't. that it was specifically to the shower head as much as I considered that maybe the hotel had bad water pressure. Oh. Right? So I never specifically put it to the shower. But if a shower doesn't have good water flow, I don't go back. Well, I don't go back to the hotels hotel. are making the move to low flow shower heads and also they, uh, you know, you'll see literature in the hotel rooms where they encourage you to reuse your towels and, but and things that like that. I have no problem with. I have no problem with them saying, hey, here's something to think about. You use your towel twice when you're at home. Why wouldn't you use it twice when you're at a hotel? I don't think that's a weird thing. However, if I don't put the little sign on the door, they're going to come in and replace my towels. So I still have the choice. It's it's oh, it was always weird. It was considered a sign of the height of luxury that you'd have all new towels. I, I I hang my towel up to dry. I'll use it again. I would prefer to, you know. I I just stayed at a hotel for four days. I didn't have anyone uh, from the hotel staff come into my room the entire four days. I figured out a way to get through with my three towels in four days, and I made my own bed and things like that. It was that, uh, but you chose. I that. chose that. Uh, but it seems like more and more you're seeing hotels move either for environmental concerns or also because everyone is short-staffed. Uh, I had a friend stay. It's in a, an area similar to where I was staying, and he said uh, you had to actually call and request for any kind of uh, room freshen up by the See, the, that's the staff. wrong. I think that's a bad play from a hotel, and it's, it, it should be the opposite. You You... Give, give me all of the, hey, do this, or hey, try that. But in the end, come redo the room if I, if I require it. Now, if you say to me, you're here for a four-day stay, and we'll show up uh, every other day, right? Yeah. If, you, if you need something specific, just ask us. But we'll be back on the second day to refresh everything in your room. You know what I would say? Okay, that sounds normal. Yeah. That's just, I don't even think that's weird. I don't know if other people do. Do you feel like somehow you're slighted? Because I'm like you. I never have them come into the room. Only on this last trip, we were both uh, in the D.C. area, I had them refresh the room daily. I mm. don't even know why I did it. I almost It was almost like I wanted to see how it worked. Because I, <laughs> I never do it. I never, ever do it. Like when I'm traveling with the family, I like to stay at places that have, you know, the kitchen and everything mm -hmm. else. And the family's gotten, you know, too big. Everyone's too old. And the kids need their own room and everything else that's adjoining. Or you need two bedrooms. But if we ever, when I can, like, rent a condo or something, that's always preferable. Always preferable. I don't need anybody in there. Leave us alone. We'll figure it out. We're no, grown up. No, you're exactly right. I The hotel I stayed at had a full kitchen. And I was up in the morning cleaning the kitchen <laughs> rather than having uh, hotel staff come in and they had a coffee maker. And so I, I ran and got real coffee with coffee filters and I was making my own coffee. And then you had to clean up the whole room afterwards because, you know, the big mess. And here's a big mess. Oh, how I do get, you make coffee? I get coffee grounds everywhere. And then you spill the, the creamer and then you've got the, the spoon that you rinse off after you stir the creamer. And then that it's just a big, big huge mess tony that normally i would i would love a staff to come in and take care of i don't think you know how to make coffee <laughs> well but here's one thing i ran into while i was there i i have not had a coffee maker before that uh or at least i have but it's been several years that didn't have an automatic shutoff i left that coffee on and left 
the room and came back 10 hours later and the coffee pot was still on. And that's that's not good. How could the hotel allow that? Right? How could a hotel having a coffee maker doesn't automatically shut off? I mean, just the insurance alone. Yeah. They're so lucky. They are lucky. Uh because you would have made the rational assumption that that coffee maker is going to shut off on its own. Yeah. Like an iron shuts off on its own. You're also lucky if you can encounter drivers who aren't distracted on highways, Tony. Uh, L.A. Times has the story. Highways are getting deadlier with fatalities up 22%. And a lot of this has to do with Americans' addiction to smartphones. They're texting while they're driving. Yes. Yep. They're texting while they're driving. Uh, Travelers Insurance Company. Did a survey. Seventy-seven percent said that they used their phone while driving. Seventy-four percent used their cell phone maps. Fifty-six percent read a text or email. Nineteen percent shopped online while driving. They're shopping, not at a stoplight. <laughs> while they're going, yes, while driving. Huh? Huh? What, what could you possibly need? In, 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 is While you're shopping dry- emerging, emergency where you have to buy it right now. Well, clearly a neck brace. <laughs> and and Some, here, Something for the wounds that are going to come as you fly through the windshield. 27%. A new car. Yeah. 27% updated or checked social media, uh, which I'm guessing includes selfies of them driving. Got to <laughs> post it on the gram. You watch the videos from TikTok or the shorts on YouTube, the reels on Instagram. We really do have a culture that is totally addicted to their own fame. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's true of podcasts. It's true of, 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 of everything. And I don't want to tell people not to create content. That's what we do. And we're doing more. And, 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 and it's, it's so enjoyable what, what we get to do. But... Like if, if your video channel is nothing but but dancing. Yeah. I don't Lips, I don't know. Lip syncing other songs and or, or ripping off it's the same theme or idea of a video that a hundred other creators have already done. I don't I don't understand it. I don't I don't, but it is it's still wildly popular. There's still money to be made from it, so people are gonna do what they do. I mean I, I am amazed at the level of voyeuristic society people like to watch and to me that that is amazing the god of fire carlito 2019 the spice has finally arrived what are we gonna pair with it that is up next this right here is eat drink smoke our new book let's go bourbon the bourbon reader you've always needed is now available on amazon.com and our website EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. Bourbon does not have to come from Kentucky in order to be bourbon. That is a myth, I tell you. A misnomer, an untruth. You would know that if you had our book, Let's Go Bourbon, available at Amazon.com. But it doesn't mean that the people in Kentucky don't do fine work. Oh, they do. And the good people at Logstill Distillery... Bring us Monk Road. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The Monk's Road bourbon is what we're doing. Now, they do a weeded bourbon, which I said would go perfectly, perfectly 
with the God of Fire Carlito 2019 that we're smoking. And Fingers Malloy said, nope, I'm going with the six-year single barrel. That's what I said? That's what he said, because that's the kind of guy he is. So M-O-N-K-S, Monk's Road. It's 50% alcohol by volume, Fingers Malloy. That means 100 proof. Anything 100 proof or over. Getting the applause from Fingers Malloy. Six years in the barrel. Do we have a do we have a mash bill on this? I'm I not seeing to, one to see a, a mash bill uh, on it. All I know is I'm ready to give it a, a go. It is a very very you know it's funny down in the Glencairn glass, which is that oddly shaped glass that bows out and comes in. Really get your nose in there. Really concentrate the the the, the flavors. It looked outrageously pale. Then I brought it to the light. That is some copper. Yeah. Right there. Copper into an amber. Nice viscosity sticking to the side of the glass. Oh, my. That is a sweet nose, Fingers Malloy. Sweet, sweet, sweet. But can you put a finger on what that sweetness is? It's just sweet. I almost thought it was wine-esque. At, at the beginning, but it, it, it is it is sugary. Yeah, just a touch of that ethanol alcohol uh, on the nose as well. But you're not kidding. That is sweet, but I can't say whether it's a, a caramel sweet or a, a honey sweet. It's not like that. It's, it's just a sugary candy it's sweetness. It's a candy. It, it's definitely a candy sweetness. Now, it's a bourbon. It's 51% corn as required by law, and it is law, people. Bourbon has to be 51% corn. So we know that much. Um, when we try a bourbon, we always start it neat. Then we decide whether we're going to add a little bit of water to it and then bring it to a big rock. Everything you do to the bourbon when it talks about water opens it up, creates a different flavor profile, and brings down the proof. Water is the only thing you can add to bourbon in the barrel. Otherwise, it's not bourbon. And that is only to reduce proof because bourbon has to be certain amount of proof in the barrel, coming out of the barrel. There are rules, people. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. Fingers Malloy, it is a beautiful, beautiful look. It really is an enjoyable nose because there's also an, a, a nice, uh, there's, there's that sweet, but there's an undercurrent of caramel going on. There's a little bit of vanilla that's hitting nicely. Some very traditional bourbon flavors. I was almost going to say a hint of licorice. Oh, that's not a bad one, Fingers. Your nose is getting better. It's aging like fine wine. That is, that's not a bad pick. And I wouldn't say it's overwhelming, but no. I can I could see it. Yeah. I can see it. Uh, Fingers Malloy, are you ready for this? Tony, I've been ready for this all day. We start it neat and figure out what to do with it. Fingers Malloy will do the Kentucky Chew, moving it around uh, the palate. He has taken his first sip. Sometimes you will do two sips. The first one to really set the palate. The second one to really give you an idea of where that flavor is. The Log Still Distilleries, Monks Road, Cold Spring Distillery, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. You'll see on the bottle the fifth district series fingers Malloy, what do you got uh there's caramel there is a little bit of citrus uh vanilla is there that oak is there uh i i hesitate to use this word because it may turn some people off it's a little harsh Ooh, it's a little harsh uh the there's a little bit of sting uh on on the uh, on the tongue going down, there's a nice there's a nice burn. Uh, 
it's pleasant. I think it is. Uh, I, I'm interested to see what you have to say about this. I'm going in, fingers. He's going in, ladies. I'm and gentlemen. going in for the Monks Road Fifth District Series, uh, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It is a beautiful nose. It is a beautiful nose. Here we go. Here we're going in. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He is doing the Louisville lip. While he gives me a confused look, probably because I called it the Louisville lip. And uh, he's still doing the Kentucky chew. And he looks perplexed. And he's doing something with... With his tongue? Okay, that's super weird. Because as you're moving it around the palate, it's creamy, it's sweet, it's vanilla-y, it's it's custard-like. And then you bring it down, and you get this cinnamon that just races across your tongue. Uh, I felt nothing going down. I barely have a warming in the middle chest. That's interesting. Uh, uh, from this. Oh no, that's very nice fingers. I That is very very nice. Is there's the cream, there's a a touch of I think that's a touch of of citrus going on. Yep. The cinnamon has now subsided. That's pretty. That is that is pretty. I I would say to you that there are probably more pronounced notes I would like in a lingering finish. I almost, I'm I'm kind of hesitating as I'm talking through this. I'm taking another sip because I want to I want to see where it goes. Yeah. But Monk's Road, the 5th District Series, the Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, this is 100 proof. It plays bigger than 100 proof. Yeah. Without question. Oh, that's not bad at all. Oh, he's going in for seconds. I was about to, but he went first. No, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Because maybe, maybe, uh, I I don't know, the, the finish hit me in a way that I was like, ooh, that's, that. This feels like it's more of 120 proof than 100 proof. Yeah, I think it's weird that it hit you harsh, which it, it can happen. Remember, every palate is different, which is why we don't have a, a points rating system or anything like that when we're talking about bourbons. It's what we're experiencing, and you should drink along with us and make the decision for yourself. I, no, I, it's actually very nice. I, I When I'm saying this, I'm not saying that uh, I'm disappointed in it. I'm just really surprised that this is only 100 proof. It just it feels like it it should be more uh, on the palate and on, on the finish. Uh, but you're talking to somebody who applauds every time something is 100 proof or uh, above. So it's very interesting. It's a nice it, it, it is. It's, it's nicer than I thought. It's easier than I thought. I wish it had more oak. Yeah. Um, but, but a solid bourbon. The question fingers more like, is this in your humidor? At $80 a bottle. Well, it wouldn't be in my humidor, Tony. Would it be in your liquor cabinet? I, You are just the worst <laughs> kind of person. You would do the same thing to me. Uh, truth. Uh, no, I don't think so. I I would definitely seek it out in my lounge, but when you start getting to $80, there's so much uh, other product out there that we've tried that, that hits me better. That's exactly where I'm at. And it, 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 that is not a conversation about the, the juice. Yeah. That price point is higher than I want to be for this. But I will move it to a cube in a little bit, and we will explore it out in its fullness. The Monk's Road Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, the six-year. Check it out. Airlines have weight restrictions 
I'm not looking at you, Fingers Uh-oh. Floyd. No, you're fine. Okay. You're fine. You still get to go on the plane. I'm talking about for your luggage. <laughs> I'm talking about for all the stuff in your bag. You go over to that, like, what is that, 50-pound threshold or whatever it is, you're going to be paying big bucks Some, to get your luggage on a plane. Sometimes it's 40 pounds. Is that right? For a bag, depending yeah, on the airline. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't fly those airlines. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is Fingers Malloy. Well, you know that those charges, they totally make those up. While there certainly are weight issues regarding a plane, in the end, what they charge for the oversized bag, they make it up. And everybody is known that they make it up. And now, the people at Frontier Airlines, they've proved it. Because they're under fire, as is reported. Why? Because it was revealed that employees get a $10 bonus when they charge a passenger for the oversized luggage. This was uh, Salt Lake City, a journalist by the name of Diana Villa, filmed herself and another passenger being told their carry-on bags didn't meet the size requirements for a flight from D.C., Ronald Reagan Airport, to Denver. But they, they, they showed themselves, I think, putting it in the, in the personal item thing and getting it uh, done, and it was fine. And uh, the commenter claimed that Frontier Airlines employees got a commission every time they charge for an oversized bag. And she claims she heard from an unidentified Frontier flight attendant that it's a $10 bonus. So they've reached out to Frontier, and Frontier confirmed via uh, the, 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 the newspaper, The Independent, it's simply an incentive for our airport customer service agents to help ensure compliance with our policies and that all customers are treated equally. Yep. You knew it. You knew it. You know, when it was first explained to me why they had the weight restriction and made sense to me, they said it was a safety issue for the people who are loading the bags onto the plane that you don't, you know, you repeatedly trying to throw a 70-pound suitcase into, uh, you know, on the conveyor belt into the plane, you know, that, that takes a toll on people. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. But then you hear stuff like this. And it's like, okay, this this feels just like a huge money grab. Okay, I can't pack all of my stuff in one suitcase and make it under 50 pounds. Or in some cases, like I said, I know of, of one airline that I, I fly on. It's 40 pounds. Do they have a lot of spirit? Uh, no, uh, not necessarily. But I can't. It's a legion. It's a legion. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I reached into the well, and the well was dry. Uh, but so I, they want you to pay for more bags, or because if you if you, which has happened to me before, consider paying more to have your uh, overweight bag go through and and be processed and get on the plane. Sometimes the charges are, are like eighty to a hundred dollars. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. So you you find people. Uh, with their suitcase open as they're trying to get on the, you know, get their bag checked and they're pulling sweatshirts out and they're putting on extra clothes to try to get their, their bag underneath the weight limit. Uh, this is troublesome if they're actually paying their employees because who knows if there's a foot on the scale. First of all, that's exactly the problem. It's an extra 10 bucks. If you're an employee working five days a week and you charge five people a day, you're making an extra 250 bucks. Uh-huh. A week. I mean, that's it's a side business at that moment. That's a real issue, and you don't even want the 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 perception of the impropriety. 
What's your side gig? My side gig is charging passengers more for their luggage. I will tell you, though, when you tell somebody you fly Allegiant, do they look at you and like, are you crazy? Are you not? No. Anytime I tell somebody that I utilize Spirit, they're like, what? You can't trust Spirit Airlines. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're fine. I get the big seat, right? They don't have like a first class. They just have these this set of seats up front that are that are wider. I'm like, yes, I will pay extra for that. Thank you very much. Right. Daddy wants to be comfortable. Guess what? In this conversation, fingers away. I am daddy. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and that's it. Uh, but, uh, like, these airlines don't bother me. I, they're, they're all, mo- you know, in the end, point A to point B, just fine. We flew a first class just uh, this trip to D.C. Uh, I won't say the airline, but um, they could have been cleaner. I have a photo that I took, and I thought, well, uh, there's no need to I- expose this airline. Someone... It looked like they blew their nose and then took their uh, Kleenex and just threw it to the side on uh, by the by the seat. And apparently nobody bothered to to clean that area. For all I know, it's been there since the Clinton administration. What, what do I, I know? And all I want to say is because we're not going to name the airline, that is not a very American thing to do. <laughs> I was. I'll be honest with you. It, 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 this was that th- subtle. Yes, it was subtle. And this is going to sound like, coming from me, elitist. I was really disappointed in my first class experience. Were you? Yes. I I wanted a full meal. I heard about the full meal that we were going to get on the plane. It was a bag. I I, I got, on the way there, a bag of uh, vinegar, salted chips. And on the way back, I got two half-dollar size chocolate cookies. But it's, it was like an hour and something flight. I want a steak. <laughs> steak on a plane. That's what I wanted. You know how I often discuss, I don't know how anybody affords anything. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm looking at the, the, the schedule, the calendar out. We're not going away for spring break. Um, there, there's just not a chance to take a big trip this summer. Okay, I'm going to start planning the, the winter trip i'm gonna start planning now you know what we're going out of country my wife has wanted to go to italy for forever and a day we're going to italy no we're not (laughs) holy cow now maybe the problem is me the problem is me just the tickets and i'm not talking first class between eight and ten grand just the tickets and there's four of us just the airline tickets. My goodness. I don't know what to do because I want to take the trip, but we are now in, I don't know, I don't know what hotels are going to be. You know, there's a difference between a vacation and am I good with taking $15,000 out of savings for nine days? Yeah. That's... I. I, I, I love the idea of travel, and, and it kills me to think that, yeah, I can do it. I just can't take my kids. Sorry. Well, if it, Sorry. If Mom it, and I are going, bye-bye. If it makes you feel any better, I'm not doing spring break this year. I'm taking the money that would normally be on a spring break vacation, and I'm fixing my motorcycle. This okay, is but th- that's totally fine. That's a very rational, rational thing to do. You know, by the way, you know he has a 72 as an Electroglide? Yes. 
1972 Electra Glide. You think you can figure out the electrical part of that? Because you said that's the thing. It's all YouTube nowadays. Just get on the YouTube, and I've got a 50-inch television mounted on my garage wall, and I'll just open up a YouTube video, and I'll have it fixed in like 20 minutes. Will you please do video of the whole thing? <laughs> of the whole thing. Of me trying to fix it and then it ending up on a trailer and take it to a shop? Right. Because that, <laughs> as a YouTube video, is going to get more views than everything else. That's going to be gold for the channel. Uh, Speaking of, you find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. It's a question as old as man. Are boneless wings wings? It's been debated in college campuses across the country, at taverns all over the world. Are boneless wings wings? No. Oh, well, forget it. We don't need to talk about it. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. And we've actually discussed this, I believe, on several occasions over the years on Eat, Drink, Smoke. You, are you a boneless wing fan? First, we discuss it because we, Fingers Malloy, tackle the big issues. That's true. Uh, secondly, sure, I love chicken nuggets. <laughs> boneless wing is a nugget. Well... Buffalo Wild Wings agrees with you. And this all comes from a Chicago man who filed a lawsuit against the chicken wing chain last week for false advertising, Tony, saying the boneless wings are overpriced since they are basically chicken nuggets. Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't get to say overpriced. You can argue it's false advertising because it's not a chicken wing. But you don't get to argue that it's overpriced because it doesn't have the bone. I would pay extra not to have the bone. Well, this is something for a jury to decide, Tony. I, 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 I don't think so. As a matter of fact, I want to sue this guy for screwing up the entire court system and filling it with this kind of crap. Well, it's, it's not in court anymore because Buffalo Wild Wings responded on their social media. The restaurant chain said, it's true, our boneless wings are all white meat chicken. Our hamburgers contain no ham, and our buffalo wild wings are 0% buffalo. So, it's over. Can we, can we stop calling buffalo or boneless wings wings? Yes. Is it time? It not only is it time, it's past time. Fingers away. But here's what, I, what, what bothers me about this whole thing is if you go to a Super Bowl party... There are people out there that will look down on people who eat boneless wings. Like, oh, that's not a real wing. As if you are running around with a plate of these saying, these are real wings. These are real wings. Look at me eating real wings. I think most people who especially like boneless wings, I'm doing air quotes on radio, uh, boneless wings, we, we all acknowledge that it's not a real wing. I think that most people agree don't care. But as someone who believes that words have meaning, call them nuggets. Call them chicken strips. What's wrong with chicken strips? Nothing. Nothing. Daddy loves a chicken strip. In this conversation, Fingers Boy, uh -huh. I'm Daddy. Well, I, I'm just saying that I, I just like definitions. I like describing things as they are, not as somebody else wants to describe. To, to see them and thinks they should be able to foist 
their poor interpretation upon me. Yes. So it's it's not part of the wing. Uh, a boneless wing is made of chicken breast. Right. And speaking of breast, Tony, Playboy. Whoa. Playboy is using its OnlyFans-esque creator platform to launch a digital magazine. Oh, I have been reading about this because if they're going to compete with OnlyFans, that is where I want to bring my OnlyFans channel. Oh. I have not yet done it. You know, I have a dream, fingers below, of an OnlyFans channel. It, 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 okay, the camera fades, fades up, and there's a leatherback chair. Mm-hmm. I often think of it as just a white backdrop, leatherback yeah. chair. I walk into frame. Uh-huh. My custom suit. Well, I, I, they're they're more they're more like made to measure than than custom. But I'm working on it. I sit down. I pull out a cigar. I show it to the camera. Mm-hmm. I cut it. I light it. I then smoke the cigar for two hours. <laughs> I don't say a word to the camera. I finish the cigar. I get up. I leave. Fourteen ninety nine a month. Uh, re- really one of the great bargains in America today. But I, I have to ask you this. How committed are you to this? Meaning, there's no looking at a phone. There's no watching TV. You're just sitting there enjoying the cigar. Or are you going to pull out your smartphone and do what you normally do while you're smoking a cigar? Other things are going on. So first, I view myself as the cigar Yule Log of America. That's what I am. I'm smoking, you're smoking, we're having a great time. You're smoking with a friend. Uh That's what it is. Uh, I am committed to it. I will not look at a smartphone. I will not do it. It will just be me alone with my thoughts. I'll be honest with you about something. I have become so addicted to devices, whether it's my laptop, my telephone, or a television. And the television is fading fast on right. this list. It's basically the smartphone. I'm not saying I can't do it, especially if I'm getting $14.95 a month on, on OnlyFans or this Playboy platform to uh, you know avoid the device. It's getting harder and harder for me to not check my phone every 10 minutes. Yeah, you should. It's, and you, I get it. Oh, if, if I'm just not paying attention, I'm always checking as, as a natural kind of reflex. Always. Oh, and I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I just think that this idea fits the Playboy um, mystique better than OnlyFans. I think it works perfectly. I don't know if they'll allow it, but I'm going to try. Because Here's the other one. Because of what I do radio-wise, you guys know that Fingers Will I do radio shows. He has a radio show in Michigan. I have a morning show in Indianapolis. I have a syndicated midday show. We, we, we do a lot of stuff. I always have hesitated to do the OnlyFans channel because I thought the employer from the radio stations would lose their head. Like, sponsors might get bothered by it. Oh, he has an OnlyFans channel, but it's not that kind of channel. Certainly not for $14.99. But Playboy might actually be seen as acceptable. Like, that could clearly work. Do you think the Playboy name means anything anymore? I do. I think Playboy, I mean, you can talk about the issues regarding Hugh Hefner and, and a lot of those kind, kinds of stuff. Uh, that said, I would have given anything to spend one night in the grotto. <laughs> it's it, it, like, like Band-Aid instead of adhesive bandage, like Kleenex instead of tissue, like Coke instead of soda. 
it is part of the vernacular. Playboy is a real, real thing. And, and they made, I think, mistakes in the magazine. They made mistakes in trying to figure out how to compete with digital. They, they then shuttered it, but never the brand, just the magazine. I think this is a smart comeback. I think this is a valuable comeback. The question will be, what does Playboy take as their cut? Yeah. And what standards do they have that OnlyFans does not? Well, what's interesting about what you said earlier about whether or not whatever uh, you are affiliated with when it comes to your content and if OnlyFans would be something that people wouldn't want you to be associated with. I checked out OnlyFans for the first time like three weeks ago. Oh, is that right? The first time. Yeah, exactly. First time. I speak truth here, Tony. First time in daylight. (laughs) And I was surprised at the content on there. So many of it was personal trainers. It was cook uh, chefs. It was stand-up comedians. So it wasn't all, oh, look at the naked lady. There was a lot of stuff on there that was not... uh, kind of uh, adult content. Do you know how many times someone has said to me, how come you're not doing this stuff on TikTok? And I'm like, I don't think TikTok is the place for cigars and bourbon. They're like, oh, yes, it is. It is. It's the place for everything. And I'm like, oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> One don't more thing. Don't tell me that. Good. Good Lord. Find us at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com and help us build the community that we're building there. You've got cigar uh, thoughts or bourbon thoughts. Share them with us. You've got videos. Send them to fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. We like it. We'll put it up. Join what it is that we're doing at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. The God of Fire, Carlito. By Carlito, the Cameroon 2019. Absolutely love it. The Monk's Road, the six-year, 100 proof. Do it neat. Do that neat and let us know what you think of it. And find everything, of course, at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. The book, Let's Go Barbecue, coming out, will be available for you for Father's Day. And make sure you pick up 400 copies. That's how many you need. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow Eat, Drink, Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat, Drink, Smoke. On Facebook, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. And Instagram, at Eat, Drink, Smoke Podcast.